Biscuits and Sun Dried Tomatoes is your boy Eddie Collins. Guys, and it's Justin Brown. And we are medium popcorn niggas spoiling movies. And today we are spoiling a movie that's been out for a while. So if you haven't seen it, hold on to your butts because we're going to try to make sense of it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Starring the great Michelle Yell, mm-hmm. who is a beautiful, delicious, beautiful woman. Yes, absolutely. And incredibly Wait, talented. Hold on. Let's, let's, how, how old is this? Uh, She's 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm. Asian, no raisin, baby. Asian, no raisin. That sounds offensive, no matter how you try to spin it. What do you mean? I'm saying that she doesn't she doesn't have wrinkles. She doesn't raisin. OK, but that's not all Asians. Huh? A lot. A lot of Asians maintain, uh, you, you know, uh, great skin for a very long time until they hit the wall and they turn into grandpa from three ninjas. They got the one eye bigger than the other. Light up the eyes, boys. Light up the eyes. You know? Why are you so, looking at me like that, Brent? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So this is like a family drama put into a psychedelic action movie. Uh, slash the multiverse. Yes. And I, I will say, and uh, I think a lot of our patriots um, agree with this based on their comments that we're going to share later. This did multiverse better than Doctor Strange into the multiverse. Mm, yeah, yeah, it showed all these different iterations of these characters, which was bonkers. Yeah, and they kept switching in between each other in like a very effective way with the the, the visual effects. I I think the only thing where I was just like, okay, what the hell are they doing? Is when they went to the world where they have hot dogs as fingers. That that, that should disturb me. That that <laughs> when I first saw this at South by South was I was at the world premiere. People didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then when they started putting the fingers in each other's mouths and the, uh, her and Jamie Lee Curtis, I was just like in the mustard and, 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 and stuff, then ketchup like, and okay. mustard. I, yeah, I was I'm, just I'm, like, okay. I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I was very disturbed, but also kind of like, should I be turned on by this? I don't know. What? Um, what? what? Our researcher Yuvia did find um, all the v don't bring up Yuvia after saying that. <laughs> all the virtual, virtual effects, visual effects for this film was done by nine people, including the two directors with the Daniels, which we'll talk about. With the majority of the shots being done by a core group of five people, and none of the visual effects team went to school for visual effects. They were all friends who taught themselves with tutorials that they found for free online. So my question is, what the fuck is Marvel's excuse? Because the past CGI, like She-Hulk, what is going on there? Mm. Okay, okay. You, you're coming at them hard. Imagine you get studied on by some person that learned how to do your job with YouTube tutorials? <laughs> well, you, you know what? At, at the same time, because Marvel is such well, Disney is such a huge company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, they're going to outsource shit because they don't want to have to do it in house, which is because I imagine just putting that on just a few people, a, a core department they have is probably just, you know, would be they would burn them out. So they're like, I'd rather burn all, out all these other companies. So, you know, after a while, you know, especially if they have these strict protocols of like, this is how everything's going to go. We'll make these last minute adjustments. They're going to f- uh, burn some bridges. Unfortunately for them, they burned all the bridges. So, you know, now they're in the problem that they have now. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard that they are going to start doing their own stuff in-house. <laughs> they're going to like create their own visual effects team. But I mean, one, this movie had a budget of 25 million. And like I said, the effects were way more um impactful i thought um visually than any of the marvel stuff we've seen recently uh except for the exception of spider-man and then also this is produced by the russo brothers yeah so it's like <laughs> it just is wild but um well because right, so, they use a the company that marvel hasn't gotten to yet that's why well the, it's independent artists that exactly well I, I bet some of these guys start working for marvel they're like you know what visual effects not doing it anymore not doing mm-hmm. it anymore Fuck it. Yeah. Give it to somebody else. Yeah. So 
when I first saw this, when I found out that the Daniels were the dudes that did the um, fuck, uh, not fuck down for what, uh, the DJ Snake song, <laughs> the get down for what? <laughs> what is it? Oh, is it man. get fucked? What? It, that's not. It's not get fucked. Fuck down man. for what? <laughs> the little job song. What is it? Get down, Justin. Turn down for what? That's right. Thank you, Yuvia, who was uh joining us for this live recording. Yes, turn down. <gasps> <for what? laughs> fuck down for what, man? I'm gonna fuck you down for what? <laughs> I told you, about- <laughs> <laughs> and you be making fun of Idris with this fucking mind impediment that you got. <laughs> And on top of that, you know, whatever's going on with your camera, you look like you're on fire. <laughs> you look like you're staring into the embers of hell. <laughs> you're glowing I, red, Brandon. Maybe I am. I'm, I am in L.A. Shit's weird out here. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> All right. So turn down for what? They directed that music video, and that made a lot of sense when I saw this movie. Okay, fair. I mean, when we get to Raccoon Tui or whatever the fuck, that was bonkers, bro. <laughs> In that raccoon. universe where she's part, she's in a world where that, that that this nigga got a raccoon on his head as a chef. Yeah, that, that was. You don't even have a hat over the raccoon. That <laughs> at least Ratatouille, the the thing was hidden in the hat. Listen, man, I, I'm here for it because you know I love myself a good raccoon. What that? What does that even mean? I love raccoons, man. I always wanted a pet raccoon. I don't know how many times I have to say it on this uh, podcast. I love raccoons. I think they're cuddly. And I think they're cute. Yes, they play around the garbage, but raccoons are smart animals. If you, if you have them as pets, they love you. They're like dogs. You sound like a crazy-ass farmer. <laughs> I told you, man, when I was in Belize, I, I met a guy, and he had a raccoon on a leash, and the raccoon climbed up my shoulder, sat on my shoulder, and he put his little raccoon claw into my mouth, and he smelled my breath. He's like, all right, this nigga's cool. And, and like ever since then, I said, you know, I need me a raccoon. But you can have yeah. a raccoon as a pet, just not in New York. You probably got some diseases. You just said that she put his finger in Listen, your mouth. that's not the reason I got diseases. <laughs> <laughs> you said you had a raccoon in Belize put their, and it was being oh, walked, which means its feet were on the ground before it went into your mouth. Listen, man, once a raccoon's sitting on your shoulder and he wants to smell your breath, there ain't nothing you could do. I can't turn my, I can't be like, hey, raccoon. Get off my shoulder. Fuck you. Then motherfuckers will rip your face off. You know, so even though, yes, this was a man's pet and whatnot, I was still a little bit afraid of it. But once I got to know the raccoon, I then wanted a raccoon of my own, and I would have called him Cooney. I knew Cooney. That, that I knew that was going to come out at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I knew Coo- the reason Cooney, why the, really Cooney the super coon. So you could call it coon. That's all I knew that the, yep. reason, the reason why he wanted a raccoon. Or it was either Cooney the super coon that's his superhero name, and his normal name would be Brother Coon. <laughs> oh, Brother Coon. And I and I, I know, I, again, I know I said this on the podcast before, but for me, the best thing in the world is when I take him to a vet, even though you can't take him to vets in New York, but if I take him to a vet and they call out, um, uh, Brother Coon, <laughs> a Brother Coon, and then I stand up with the cage. <laughs> So all this is so you can have one bit for one moment at a veterinarian's office. People would be so uncomfortable. They'd be so uncomfortable for it. That's the longest prank. That's the longest bit ever. That's so much money to it. Yo, I mean, think about Macho. My cat's full name is the Macho Cat Kitty Savage. And I make them say the whole thing every time. If they say Macho, I just sit there. I make them say the Macho Cat Kitty Savage. I am literally a Cat Williams as a pimp named Slickback. Folks, pay attention because, you know, Justin always talks about how maniacal I am. And he's over here literally manipulating <laughs> the, the, the way of nature so he can get his little rocks up and the veterinarians up and just cackling to himself. Like, ah. <laughs> it, it, it worked. It worked. Did I ever tell you about how I got really sick in Belize? No. I was on a cruise and, uh, you know, you're not supposed to drink the water, oh, which yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm not getting a glass of water, but I got Coca-Cola with ice. Uh oh. And then my stomach, when I got back to the ship, bro, I never had a butt explosion that as bad as that since. You had Giardia. 
I thought I was I thought I was literally going to die. I thought I was going to shit out my intestines. You, you remember my old cat, um, Mufasa? Mm-hmm. That's oh, what he had you Giardia. Are, that nigga scratched the shit out of me. Yes, yeah. Mufasa. He had Giardia, man. So you you had with what uh <laughs> that cat had. Man, that cat used to have terrible smelling shits. Oh yeah, it, it's that, <laughs> that shit. I only had that cat for a few days. I was like, take it back, take it back. <laughs> it's like a bear shit in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, folks, uh, Justin had this cat that had, like, a bunch of autoimmune issues and shit, so I had to four-speed him this medicine. <laughs> and at one point, the cat knows what's up. The cat's like, no, I know at this time, you're going to bring me into that room, and you're going to do some bullshit, try to feed me this medicine. And so I was trying to take it to the kitchen. This motherfucker scratched all my walls <laughs> just to try to not have to go to the kitchen. Like it was literally it was like a, dragging a kid to the shower. And then the cat was just like, oh, so the wall didn't deter you. Now you're scared. <laughs> it starts scratching my arms. Yeah. Fuck that cat, man. Yeah, yeah he did. Oh, yeah, he did? Died. He died. He, he, he got cancer, man. Died well, of cancer. You know. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't wish that on anybody, but if there were something to get it, <laughs> <laughs> I do not warn Mufasa. Well, not this Mufasa. Lion King Mufasa, yes. Oh, God. Where the fuck are we? All right. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, a two and a half hour spectacle starring a predominantly Asian cast, which was dope doing some wild off the wall shit like the fact that they got Michelle Yeoh to embrace doing these different iterations of her character going through all this bonkers shit like the fight with the cops that were then trying to use the the objects to like level up and jump yeah. in like ass out onto like dildos and, and, and trophies and shit and the fact that they were still fighting with that up their ass I was like okay this is another level of wild yeah well you know what it's funny though because like the way this movie is structured is like it's almost like you're going on this journey with the characters and, and it's like you're kind of everything's being revealed all at the same time. So with Michelle Yeoh's character, like you're learning all of this and things keep getting significantly crazier. But by the time it gets to the point where things are just like bonkers, you've already bought in just around the time that she has started to buy into yep. this as well. So I think that's the thing that makes it it gels so well and it's such an easy watch because by the time you get to the point where this nigga's trying to jump on a dildo, jump a dildo into his ass, you're just like, okay, that checks out. And and it's not really all that shocking. Like it, yes, it's hilarious, but like it, it fits with the story very well. Yeah. You also have like, as long as you embrace the world that they establish, I think within 20 minutes when you see the alternate husband zoom in, not even before that, before that, when uh, the security footage of the laundromat and he switches. Yeah. If, as soon, if you're able to embrace that moment and what that brings with it, this is, this is a wild, like fun visual, uh, visual masterpiece, in my opinion, that just happens to also have a very emotional arc. Like, I, uh, I wrote it down, dude. That last line would, um, and also we got to shout out Data. <laughs> we got to shout out my man, I'm Data. I'm about to say that. Who, like, I didn't realize how much he, like, because I used to watch, dude, I, I love the Goonies, right? But I used to watch Temple of Doom, and I know it's problematic, everybody. I know there's some really fucked up shit there. But I used to watch Temple of Doom, like, on the reg, like, weekly when I was a kid. And I thought he was brilliant in it. I thought uh, the, the actor is a uh, K. Uh, Hugh Kwan. I, yeah. and I, I've, so I've always been a fan of like him and the Goonies and this. So when I call him Data, I don't mean to be offensive. I'm like legit like that was my first entry into him. And then he did. You know, I saw him in Indiana Jones, too. So um, the crazy thing is, it's like he had been off the reservation as far as acting wise for yeah. a while, almost 20, 20 years. That was his last acting role. Yep. He took a yeah. huge break. No, no, no. His last acting role was a film called Finding Ohana. But like it wasn't like, yeah, a, yeah a, a big name film. That was like 2000. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Second time around. That was 2002. Yeah, but that's like a 20 year gap. Like th that's big. And, but even so, he didn't have a lot of uh, film roles all throughout his, um, you know, filmography, I guess, you know, his, his career. So it's so like the fact that he came back and he came back and dropped this as his first nature, like 
I, I'm hoping that he's doing that. He's still working, and he's like he's kind of trying to solidify himself back into Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, he. I I really hope that he and Michelle Yeoh get nominated for a bunch of awards. I thought his scenes as the husband. It's kind of like he believes that Evelyn wants a divorce. So he like files for divorce and stuff. And he's like, I want you to be happy. I know you're not happy. Everyone can tell you're not happy. Right. And then she has the the alternate timeline, which she is essentially Michelle Yeoh, this famous actress in martial arts movies and stuff like that. And, you know, she runs into uh, uh, Wayman who, uh, you know, the husband and essentially she's, (laughs) she keeps going back between that person, that like timeline, the current timeline that we are centered the movie around. And she's like, I was without you and I was so happy. My career was great. And then, and, you know, at the end of that, he, when they go back to the actress timeline, he's successful still, even though he's like sad that they never got together. But he said this amazing line where he's like, you know, in another life, I would have really liked doing laundry and taxes with you. And for me, that was such a beautiful moment because it's like, yes, obviously my life could have gone a bunch of different directions if I hadn't ran off to America with this man. Right. But, you know, at the at the same time that's my destiny and that's what you know that's what i was meant to do and i need to be well that's your destiny in this timeline i know i know but yeah 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 well i mean well i i guess that's the kind that's the thing that you know i think you kind of have to enjoy about the multiverse um just the whole concept (coughs) is that every decision leads off into like is you know basically it's saying that life is a goosebumps book and you no, know, is it the goose? Was it the Goosebumps book where you could choose your own path? Yeah. No, no, no. That was uh, that was like uh, was that Arl Stein? It wasn't Fear Street, but there was some. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, but there were Goosebumps books where you could choose your own path as well. I mean, I I don't remember those, but that might have been when Goosebumps started getting really wonky. I, I kind of tapped out after uh, he stepped kept doing all these spinoffs. Either either way, so you know, it's like Arl Stein, I believe. You like, he's the author of that shit, at least. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you know, you can actually just, you know, a- every decision, stuff like that can lead off into something else. So it's just like there's these millions of different ways that your life turned out and, and whatnot. And I think, you know, that's, you know, I guess it leads into the fact is like, you know, you are the author of your own, you know, your life and you know, yeah. your destiny is, is really what you make of it. And, you know. It, it, it's just I mean, it's just very interesting because you, you, know, you can always play a game what would have happened yeah but you also could have a soulmate too i think that the, that's also what this is kind of mm-hmm. uh alluding to as well as like no matter what the timeline is like her and their her family still find each other yeah you know like even you know when she goes and skips the timelines with her, her daughter and their rocks and shit yeah you know <laughs> that was a wild moment in the theater dude when i was like yeah yeah well, yeah because what because because everything is so still at that point. Yeah. And then and it's it's when her daughter rolls off the cliff. <laughs> like, fuck that, it. That's the thing, too. This movie does have some dark, uh, dark sense of humor, which I I actually really enjoyed. Um, and the Daniels also wrote this. They wrote and directed it. The 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 main role was actually originally for Jackie Chan, but then later reworked for Michelle Yeoh. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they Wait, when, when was this supposed to be done with Jackie Chan around the same time? Or was this like a, a, a film that was supposed to be done for Jackie Chan, like, you know, like a few years ago? I mean, I don't, know when, I don't know when it was in development, but uh, they said they wrote this script originally with Jackie Chan in mind for the lead role. But ultimately, they reconsidered the leading role to be played by a woman feeling a husband wife relationship was more convincing. Yeah, and that's when they got Michelle. Yeah. Well, I mean, because also, if you really think about it, this the, the concept of this movie is actually kind of been done before uh, by Jet Li in a movie called The One. Uh, but the whole thing, the whole thing around that movie was if you if you every so, you know, all of these different views around the, you know, uh, you know, the multiverse. But when you if you killed at any time, one of your other multiverse dies, the other ones get stronger. Mm. So basically. There's a there's a Jet Li out there who's going and killing all the the Jet Lees in the multiverse to make himself the, the strongest person in, you know, in all of the multiverse. So like but then it comes down to two of them, but they're both mad strong because, you know, yeah, because there's only two of them. So they're only sharing one bond of energy and strength. 
Don't you like your daddy's calm, huh? Look, that doesn't even says nothing. This is nothing to what I I just said. Uh, I mean, I didn't have a sound bite. You, what you said was very poetic, so I wanted to at least tag it with something. Yeah, you, you want to book it, end it with you know your daddy's conk. Okay. <laughs> Don't turn away from me. So <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once, um, really ramps up when they go to the IR. Well, they go to, oh no, it is the IRS, right where Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis is working, and <laughs> things get really wonky with her going back and forth between these different realities with her husband, the alternate husband, kind of walking her through how the the rules work and how she needs to like gain this additional insight. He's like, "You're the one," and I was like, "Oh, this is very Matrixy." Yeah. And then he said, she, she's like, I thought you said I wasn't the one. He's like, yeah, but then I found out you're the worst you. And that's what, why this is going to work. <laughs> it's like, damn. Can you like really, all the parts of you that suck? It's you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you really, um, whatchamacallit? Can you really get arrested for, I mean, I'm sure you can get arrested for assaulting an IRS agent, but yeah. can you like get real time for that? Nigga, you get arrested for assaulting a bus driver. You think they're going to arrest you for assaulting an IRS? Well, uh, IRS isn't driving a, a huge automotive, you know? Yeah, but I but so you put it like this. An IRS person is somebody who's telling you you're going to owe a lot of money. What's mm-hmm. going to piss off people more more than it's like you got their bus being late <laughs> and somebody <laughs> told them, give me your fucking money. Those are people who are going to get assaulted. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, bus drivers, especially in New York, man, I would, I do not envy that job. Yeah. They probably get fucked up, bro. Well, and I don't think it's necessarily they probably get fucked up. They just get fucking shit on and they have, and they deal with a lot of stuff. But also think about a dude working at the IRS. Now, if you're smart, you ain't fucking with the dude at the IRS. <laughs> But there are a lot of dummies out there. It's just like, you know what? Fuck this guy at the IRS. I'm going to get my come up against this man. And it don't it don't work. It don't work. Uh, so apparently, um, according to UBS research, Daniel Radcliffe of Harry Potter fame mentioned that he was approached by the Daniels to appear in the movie. But due to scheduling conflicts, he had to turn it down. And it would have been their second collaboration after Swiss Army Man, which uh, is their film from 2016. I believe Daniel Radcliffe is dead the whole time. And it's about his friend. It's like almost like a weekend at Bernie's kind of thing. Mm. And so we might have to review that because that if that's that sounds crazy. If that's the beginning, <laughs> that's the beginning of their filmography. And this is the second one. You know, they started out doing some weird, weird ass shit. Mm. So yeah, but it's apparently Daniel Radcliffe really like collaborating with them. You said <clears throat> they're the some of the few directors that he'll actually just sign on to their movies without reading a script. And I mean, you have to earn trust of like the creatives in order to embrace this movie and for what it is, right? Like the entire family that the actor, that those actors, they had to be fully bought in. Um, I also thought the daughter was great too. She's and she's also going to Marvel's Miss Maisel. Yeah, but um, I thought yes, yeah, Stephanie Hasu. Perhaps y'all know I am not good at names, but um, as as Joy, Sue. I thought she was I think, awesome. I think as- her name is Sue. Okay. Stephanie Sue, I think the H is silent. Okay, that makes sense. I never know which letters are silent. You know, I, I, listen, I, I could be wrong, but you know, I think I think it's Sue. Yeah, like you know, Alexander Skarsgård. I don't, I don't, I don't know which A is supposed to be fucking silent, bro. It just you sound like a Viking. That's all I know. And you actually played a Viking <laughs> um, several times. Yeah, but I yeah, I thought the whole family like did great. And then for Stephanie to play all those different iterations of the daughter, who was ultimately like, this villain tracking down her mom through all these multiverses. I thought like uh, her fight scene with the, the cops in the hallway, I wrote down that's one of the best villain fight scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I mean, so the fight scenes in this movie, like that <laughs> one, and then it's also the dad. Uh, you know, at the IRS office with, oh, the, with the, the fanny pack. That was yeah, great. that was that was a good one, too. That was that was that was really dope. The energy and, and was great. Like it came movie. out of nowhere. Yeah. The, it, I just said the energy of the movie. So like the energy, the fight scenes, it's like either do something like that, like that or Scott Pilgrim, or you go like the more slower, like pace, like John Wick. But as long as it looks good, 
like that's what audiences want to see like that's what made these it made you buy into the fighting like the the actions like everything seemed really there's a lot of attention to details what i'm trying to say yeah and the fight choreography and the cinematography and the, the different set pieces even having the actors move at different speeds because that's what the daniels did in order to get some of those weird slow motion reversal shots and shit yeah because they only had a 25 million dollar budget you know they can't they can't play around too much with the time continuum. It it's all it's always crazy. It's like it's only a twenty five million dollar budget. I mean, listen, twenty five million dollars. You know what I can do? Twenty five million. <laughs> He's like Justin never came to set. <laughs> we were waiting for weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just on a boat. <laughs> Bro, what if like a studio had so much money? This could be Amazon so much money that they can either invent or buy a time machine so they can really go back to where period pieces and shit is supposed to take place. <laughs> like, hey, re- remaking Schindler's List. Go to the time machine. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, uh, you know, uh, studio head, I don't know if too many of our Jewish actors are going to be willing to do that assignment. <laughs> <laughs> going back in real real time Germany through. you know we really got an authentic act <laughs> oh yeah uh, until you sign on you find out we're doing a slavery movie niggas just like <laughs> uh-uh no 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 actually let me run this by you this is a new uh bit I'm working out so you know there's been like a lot of uh a lot of uh, talk about diversity and stuff, right? Like in, in the films, especially like, you know, the controversy with like Lord of the Rings and um, was it Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, and even like Star Trek and Harry Potter and shit, right? All these mm-hmm. people have more black people and people of color in, in these roles. And I'm like, I get why Hollywood is doing that. They're trying to course correct in some ways because of the, the George Floyd and all this shit, Black Lives Matter, stuff like that, right? But this actually ends up long-term fucking up the series because if the prequels have all this diversity but then the sequels that are supposed to take place in the future of those stories have nothing but white people it either makes it look like there's definitely a genocide <laughs> of some sort <laughs> or like the shit's regressive society's regressive right it's mixed messaging or or all the black fo- all the black folks people of color they left for some sort of you know uh uh Colored, uh, colored, uh, utopia, and they left all the white people alone, uh, to have to deal with fucking the trash society. Could be yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those those are the only options. Those are the only options. I like to think it's the last one, but you know, <laughs> it. You know, if if history if history tells us anything, all signs point to genocide. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. Yeah, I mean, we're laughing now, folks, but hopefully y'all got some kind of weapons at your house. Yeah. Because the day gonna come. Put a butter knife under your pillow. Did you try to say butter knife? Yep. <laughs> that was weird. Put a butter knife on your pillow. Put a butter on your booty and make it real nice. Put a butter knife under your pillow. You know, I'll come over there and I'll put some jello pudding in you. I don't know what I'm even saying anymore. My mouth don't work. Your mouth don't work. My mouth don't work. You know, it's the thing about this movie is like, like, yeah, like, you know, we, I feel like you can talk about this film conceptually and like, you know, the way it worked and some of the things, but it's actually, even though like this is, um, it's not a hard film to follow. It is a hard film to recall because there's so much that happens in here. And yeah. like it, I know and it's built into these chapters. You have uh, part one, everything two, everywhere, yeah. all at once. Uh, and, you know, so you have these three parts. But like within those three parts, there's so much that goes on, like the bagel thing. Oh, yeah. You're just like, wait, a bagel. Everything. bagel, Yeah, yeah. That was wild. So it's like you just. It, it, it's hard to actually recall all, all this stuff because like even the parts like it it makes sense but it's so scattered and like a, a, and it encompasses so much yeah. that it, it's hard to really nail uh nail it down 
I, I just watched it for a second time today um because the only other time i saw it was the south by southwest premiere and it, it, there's definitely a lot of more things i took away the second time yeah because the first time you're just like what the fuck is <laughs> like even if you're embracing it and having fun you're still like what the fuck did i just watch like yeah. what all these things mean you know the googly eyes and stuff like that you're like what is the symbolism behind all this stuff yeah i, I saw this in the theaters after it came out and like I didn't know it was going to be, uh, you know, like, but mm. I, I was really impressed. I was really, really impressed. And I watched it second time today uh, as well. And it was just like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, but like, also, it's like, it's like one of those movies where you're just like, oh, yeah, I remember this movie. Like, it, it was, I knew it was good, but then it was just like, but at the same time, I don't know how much I, I could talk, talk about this, like, off the cuff. But then watching it, it all flooded back in. Yeah. But then it's like once you once you turn it off, it's like it just goes right into the abyss all over again because mm -hmm. like it's like it's almost like your mind is um it's melting. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> that's how the whole movie feels. It feels like your mind is melting. And I remember like the premiere of this was started at like ten thirty at night, mm -mm. and it's two and a half hours almost. And so it was real hard for me to stay up like past one a.m. and like I was mad tired. And I was just like, why does this keep getting crazier and crazier? And they're like, I can't go to sleep because I'm terrified. I mean, it, you know, I, you know, we said it early in the podcast, but at the same time, this is a great edible movie. Oh, yes. This is yeah. a great I wish I took it edible the first time I saw this. In the theaters? Oh, this 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 would have been a wild ride. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the, Yeah, this would have been fun. I mean, I was thinking about, because uh, I watched Scott Pilgrim versus the world the other day. I remember, oh, man, I, I wish I saw that movie high because hmm. it has a lot of frantic energy and stuff, too. But, oh, I'm going to see uh, Jaws tomorrow high at the Chinese theater. Well, OK. Yeah, I'm going to get high as fucking watch this shark eat the shit out of white people. <laughs> gobble, gobble, no, no, gobble. no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what they should do. They should re they, reboot Jaws, but do it from the perspective of the shark. No, no. They should reboot Jaws. But then just add wonky shit in there, like num 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 sound effects. <laughs> Do Jaws, but an all black cast. You won't have a movie. <laughs> nope. I ain't getting in that water. Out <laughs> <laughs> There's sharks out there. We'll let the sharks stay out there then. <laughs> I'm 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 good right here, twenty feet onto the beach. <laughs> Unless there's sharks and come after me on in a fucking sandcastle, I don't care. We ain't got nothing to worry about. Let's let's go barbecue a little further back. <laughs> it's just the whole movie's excuses not to go in the ocean. <laughs> hey, all you can do is go out there and put your toes in. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything happen out there that? That's on you, baby. <laughs> all right. The sharks have to try to start crashing the shores like great white whales getting seals to try to get niggas. Seals are dangerous, bro. No, great white right, right, sharks are dangerous. Well, sh everything's dangerous in the water, man. We've talked about. No, no, no I'm sorry. Orcas, it's orcas. That's what. Oh, do. orcas will fuck you up, bro. Did you ever yeah. see that movie Orca? Mm -mm. We need to review that shit. That's like that was like uh, this weird studio's answer to Jaws, and it was fucked up, bro. <laughs> I remember that movie is ultra violent. My my daughter used to show me some shit when I was a kid that like. I, I'm like, I get why I'm a tense person. But I'm like, I'm eight years old. She showed me, she showed me Orca and she showed me her open heart surgery. She hit the VHS, nigga. <laughs> I wanted to stay out late one night. She's like, oh, you can stay up. Like, come watch a movie with me. This is the this is them cutting open my chest, baby. Bro, so <laughs> bro, with a scalpel. Remember, this is like the 90s. So it's and she my grandparents, they they had money. So they had this big ass screen uh TV, right? She puts in the VHS scalpel starts cutting open her chest and then i hear a chainsaw in the background i'm like nana what's that like yeah they need to use a chainsaw to cut up on your chest <laughs> holy shit that's a lot to deal with man this is why i see a therapist <laughs> <laughs> look see, you see my chest all open and i like that you know your grandfather <laughs> bro the way, like, the fact that she just let me watch this, I, like, saw the heart beating, the lungs, everything. I mean, it felt like I was a, I was the old woman in that movie with a Sandra Bullock 
where you had to close your eyes and the niggas pulling back those old people's eyes so they get to see the I don't know what the fuck movie that is. What was it called? Blind Bird or Soft Bird or something? Soft? It's a Netflix movie, remember? The, oh, you the mean Sandra, uh the Sandra Bullock Bird Box. Bird, yeah, you. Bird Box. It was like Blind Bird Soft Bird. <laughs> <laughs> soft bread. Sugar loaf, whatever the fuck that movie was called. I like how Yuvia just pops in. It's just like, oh, this this is like the motherfuckers not gonna get it. <laughs> it just, it just... <laughs> oh god! <laughs> it, you you, you just oh, stay there, listen for him fucking up, and you just be like, oh, this is what he mean. <laughs> is that because I said fuck down for what earlier? Yes, yes. All right, well. That's what I thought it was. Okay. Maybe that's the uncensored version. You never know. These uncensored versions are nasty as fuck. <laughs> like when I found out the Yin Yang Twins, uh, the original Way Do You See My, what was after that? I was like, whoa. Because I didn't know they were whispering, Where Do You See My Dick? <laughs> like, what, what, was, was that wild to you, Brandon? Like, like from the original song, it's not too far off. You can all. We, if you listen to the edited version, be like, ah, they're, they're saying dick. No, I was too naive. I didn't, I never thought that. I just took, I took songs literally back in the day. You know, uh, so I used to work uh, at this place and we used to try to work uh, some of the lyrics of, of, of weight into conversations with customers. <laughs> but, no, but not actually say, wait, you see my dick, stuff like that. Like, we'll be talking to each other. Or like, like customer asked me, like, yeah, such, 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 like, oh, I have to ask this dude. And I'm like, hey, um, can I whisper in your ear? I want to tell you something you might not like to hear. No, that's and not then- <laughs> whisper in somebody's or, ear. Or when somebody's talking to a customer, it's like, you got a sexy ass body and your ass looks soft. Mind if I touch it, see if it's soft. <laughs> you committed crimes. <laughs> This 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 is what this is what young men do to each other just to try to uh, break each other as they're talking to a guest. So young men would say to each other, "Where do you see my dick?" Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And and imagine you're you're having like a real a real conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. and like and they're pissed off, and then one of your coworkers comes by, is like, "Hey man, you got a sexy ass body and your ass looks soft." Like that's you're gonna have to, you, you're, and you're trying not to laugh. Expect with their with an angry customer in front of you, it's the best thing in the world. It's the best thing in the world. I don't know how we got here, but I want to get away from this part. <laughs> real quick. Uh, that was uh, as nonsensical as yo, gay. I don't know what's going on, but there's people dying all over the place. <laughs> that was madness. What you just said, yo. I like how in that thing, as you, as you're doing a, you're tapering off into the, into the abyss. I said abyss a few times. You have, you have. I mean, but we're thinking about this movie, you know? It almost feels like we're going into the abyss of timelines, which is like, does that ever scare you when you think about the infinite timelines? In, in like, based on theories, like, you know, we're, this is our, this is clearly our version of us, right? Mm-hmm. But there's in different timelines, there's different iterations of us. You may not even be on this planet, shit like that. Do you believe in that stuff? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but also, like, if you think about that stuff, how are you actually going to really live your life? Right. I mean, because you'll think about what the other what the other timeline's doing right now, how that could have worked out. Well, that's the pessimist to me. I never think about, like, what a better timeline would look like. I think about, like, all the things I'm not doing because of the I'm been fortunate enough. So I'm like, you know, I've had enough love in my life where I didn't become a super villain. (laughs) You know, what I mean, like there's definitely a failed branded super villain in one of these timelines. I'm living in like a fucking phone booth. <laughs> I dress it all purple for some reason. So you're Prince. <laughs> you're a homeless Prince. <laughs> you're a homeless Prince <laughs> with bad dance moves. Just like <laughs> I live in Chicago and shit. I'm just <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. What was the craziest scene in this movie to you? I I think it it, it was the final scene where, where like the fighting uh really kicked off like you know where dude goes to jump on the fucking uh dildo. I like cuz at that point it just got ramped up and it got so crazy 
mm. that like it, it was like it, it it was fun it was fun and it was it was entertaining but at the same time like wow we have gone off the fucking reservation yeah what what about for you i was gonna say the hot dog uh because there's two hot dog finger scenes the first yeah. one i was like that's just weird i don't know what's going on but please don't go back to that timeline <laughs> and then of course they do go back and jamie lee curse is like you know, I, I want to be with you. And then they start putting the fingers on each other and putting them in each other's mouths. That shit fucked me up, bro. Visually, well, that fucked me up. But then you also go to like, you know, the like the cavemen and Neanderthals and they have the fingers and they and yeah. they killed the person with normal fingers. So then <laughs> I was just like, shit. what? There's some wild, wild shit in this movie. Like what, the whole time, the whole movie, the second time watching it. I just had that Rihanna song in my head. Wow, wow thoughts. <laughs> wow, wow thoughts. See, I know some lyrics. You just repeated the same thing. That's what she does in the song. I know, but I'm just saying, that's not knowing the lyrics. Give me some other parts of that song. I know niggas want to bake it. Mm. No cookie ain't for the taking. No, no, no. What does she say after she says wild, wild thoughts? She says, wild, wild thoughts. Wild, wild thoughts. Stop, try, stop trying to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, you know, in a minute, I'll be. <laughs> I don't know. She got an accent. I don't know what she says. Yeah, okay. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. You, 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 Why are you, you doing know. this to me right now? Because <laughs> it's too easy. Because it's too easy. <laughs> All right. I mean, folks, we could try to break this down beat for beat, but this movie's so crazy. I would just recommend for now, like, spend the three ninety nine and rent it on Amazon. It's it's a good watch. You know, it's, it's, there's just a lot going on here, Justin. No, and there is, you know, but you know what's really fucking me up right now what? is the fact that your face is blurred. <laughs> you see me now? You see me now? You you literally look like an apparition. <laughs> just I'm not just really slowly here. coming in from the background. So you look crazy. You look crazy right now. I, like and I know that you hide too. So because <laughs> your eyes have have slowly uh shut down. No, they yeah, you, you're all over the place. I'm wide as a peach, man. I'm ready to go. Uh when she had to pee herself to get the switch into a different timeline. So like, that was the thing that was like crazy. you have to she had to chug shit like soda and stuff like there's some wild things to help her transition or whatever level up. Yeah. So it's like putting her shoes on backwards. She had to say, you know, like wholeheartedly that she loves someone or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So like, yeah, there's all these weird things. So basically you have to do something that's off for that timeline to then be able to link with another timeline in order to be able to use uh, uh, the ability from that. Timeline. It's almost like what you, what the weirds that they would do would create like a glitch in the matrix, so to speak, where you were then able to like quickly jump to another timeline. Yeah. But at the same time, like, like when she was, I, I guess, Michelle Yeoh in the other timeline, and then she kept going back there. That's because like, you can't get like, you know, too tempted to just stay somewhere because then it'll almost like fracture the space time yeah. continuing. And then like you have to learn how to fucking like like he's like her husband said, like seal those uh cracks yeah. so you don't get caught up and like end up it, it starts bleeding over. I mean, no, don't let me get a hold of time travel or like being able to jump from multiverses because that shit will, you know, shatter very quickly. Oh, yeah, it's going to be bad. Like I'll do it in record time, too. The timekeeper would be like, "How the fuck did you break it already?" Help! Help! <laughs> you just got this ability twenty minutes ago. Help! <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, yeah, there was bloody dildo fight. That was wild. Oh, can I we look- also talk about Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> she looked wild in this. Yeah, yeah, but she- but but she was also great. She was great, yeah. And did you know, bro, she's mad tall. She was at the premiere, and I saw her at this party afterwards, South mm. by Southwest. Crazy tall. I mean, obviously, she was wearing heels, but holy shit. Like, how tall would you say she is? I'm going to say, like, six foot five, probably. Hmm. She was tall. 
especially compared to Stephanie, the daughter who was there. <laughs> yeah, she she like lurched from the Adams family compared to. Wait, so how old, how tall do you think she was? Six five. Six five? Yeah, she's five seven, bro. Maybe you should start wearing lifts. <laughs> he's about six five, you know. He's an Amazon woman, man. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. He, did you know that she played for the WNBA? Man, man, man. Jamie Lee Curtis and Lisa Leslie. They are one in the same. Yeah, she's five seven. Yeah, about that checks out. <laughs> I mean, she was tall, taller. <laughs> Brandon, you have just outed yourself as a short nigga. I just... <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, she was wearing heels, but I'm pretty sure Jamie Lee Curtis was about like like <laughs> seven two. <laughs> She's mad tall, guys. <laughs> I saw Jamie Lee Curtis, and I immediately thought Brigitte Nielsen, and, and I, you can't lie to me. <laughs> But I can't oh, think about protein and like you know what dudes like you go to the gym and they drink a bro they eat the drink of protein. Eat the protein farts? The, yeah, yeah, it's so gross, man. Because I knew a bunch of dudes in college have been doing the protein and their farts <laughs> are horrendous, man. I'm like, what good is it? What good is it to be that ripped and you want to fuck, but all you're gonna be doing is fucking and farted. Fucking and farted protein farts. Brandon, why is that on your soundboard? Because <laughs> it was suggested by some of our patriots. <laughs> Just a whole fucking <laughs> thirty second rant of you talking about protein farts. Because I try to cut just the protein fart, but without it, you need to have the whole rant. Because it's just nonsensical craziness for me. So basically, you wanted to put things into the show that will just completely just sideline everything. Okay, well, you wanted to sideline the fact that you said that. <laughs> Curtis was fucking Yao Ming. (laughs) It's okay that you're on to me. I'm just as long as you know what I'm doing. Oh boy. All right, we did get some Patriot thoughts on everything, everywhere, all once. Um, and folks remember you signed for Patreon, uh patreon.com slash media popcorn. You do get to have your comments and thoughts read on that upcoming episode. So we first have Jay Brooks that wrote. Absolutely love this film. Definitely a multi multiple watch type film. Terrence Kershaw said they did the multiverse better than Marvel did. I agree with that. Sid Tobias uh, wrote best multiverse plot I've seen in a movie. Rick and Morty got the TV multiverse on lock. Great fucking acting all around. Michelle Yeoh is a baddie. LOL. XL popcorn. Yeah, I agree with that because, you know, Rick and Morty, they really do do like uh, multiverses and time travel very well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a scientist, so I can't see if the shit checks out, but it seems like they clearly like probably talked to some science people. Uh, I, I mean, well, regardless, because remember, like they have a, you know, Rick talks about I think they can only go to two more. They can only do two more resets. Like, remember, like they uh, remember when they they fuck up with um, Rick makes that Morty uh, potion to try and make everything one fall in love with Morty and yeah. they all become like centipedes or mantises and shit. Mm. And they had to go to a different multiverse and kill, like that Rick and Morty were gonna die, and then like they bury their corpses and took over their body, like their person, like you know their roles. Yeah, they said they can only do two more of those or something. And I wonder if that's like scientifically, like someone did the math and was like, "You can only reset yourself." Why are you looking at me like that? What? Okay, Brandon, there is no math for this. There is n- there there real nigga. You might as well just go ahead and play that fucking scene of you fucking talk about those fucking protein farts again because that was fucking batshit crazy. What you just said. You need to wipe our me- memory. <laughs> it's like yeah, I imagine they talk to some scientists who talk to them about the multiverse and you know and centipedes and how many times you can wipe it. The- Come on, Brandon. So. We- we got some additional Patriot thoughts from Darren Patterson. Uh, he wrote, this is one of the best films I've seen in a long time and made me fall in love with movies all over again. It's crazy camera tricks and eyeballs sense of humor reminded me of those offbeat Spike Jones, Mike Michael Gondry films of the early 2000s. 
it might be too weird and out there for some people, but you got to admit that it's still one of the most creative, innovative, unique, thought-provoking movies of 2022 that stays with you long after you've seen it. Uh, and then our very own Craig uh, Lindsay, who we've had on the show, he actually uh, wrote a, re a review on this. So I'm um, going to post that on all of our social media. So definitely go check out that link. It'll also be in the show description. Uh, Cleo uh, Banks wrote, I wasn't sure what to expect when I watched it in theaters, but it's one of my favorite films of the year. The fight scenes were incredible, and I love seeing older actors in roles like this. I want to explore every story of each universe, specifically when she was the big-time actress. The mother-daughter scene's uh, relationship was really good. I definitely cried at different points, and Jamie Lee Curtis was so awesome in this. Hot doll fingers and all. And then last but not least, uh, Curtis Boyd wrote, nothing, and I truly mean that, could have prepared me for the visual and emotional spectacle that I witnessed in everything, everywhere, all at once. Each actor brought so much energy and depth to the role, the roles that they played, and the movie was just steeped in weird charm. This movie really made me feel like I was watching something put, uh, someone put the concepts of Isiki, for Brandon Eddy to pronounce, anime, the, <laughs> the energy thematic elements of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and the intergalactic cable episodes of Rick and Morty all together into one work of art. This movie gets the, the pre-popped Popcorn Factory's yearly yield worth of praise, aka quadruple XL. I love this film. So high praise from our patriots on uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. High praise. Almost as high as uh, Jamie Lee's fucks. Jamie Lee fucks. See? See, we all fucking Jamie up. Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking Medium up. popcorn. I'm fucking up names forever. <laughs> Fucking up names uh, and heights. That's what we do over here. <laughs> we'll tell you what, what, I, what I wrote in, how tall is Jamie Lee Curtis? It initially came out, how tall is Jamie Foxx? So in my how head, tall is Jamie, Jamie Foxx? 5'9". Okay. I think, yeah, I think it's legit 5'9". I gotta go with that. All right, so uh, while you're looking that up, Justin, break down our rating system, baby. Yeah, 5'9". Five, five, so, guys, uh, first of all, Brandon, stop calling me, baby. Go fuck yourself. You th I know you thought you had me. Let me go stop me. Uh, guys, we rate movies, bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile, pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So, Brandon, we sat down and we watched the 2022 film Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, starring Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Sue. Uh, Key, uh, Hugh Juan, Juan, and Jamie Lee Curtis. What say you, sir? And Jenny Slate was in this one. Yes, okay. Kind of wild. That's what I was going to bring up real quick. Jenny Slate is in this as a annoying white woman who has a dog in a stroller. And when I was back in New York, Justin, I went to brunch in Brooklyn with some friends, and I saw not one, not two, but three different dogs in three different strollers being pushed by white women. Y'all gotta stop this shit. This is crazy. Y'all wanna y'all wonder why people we keep making fun of y'all on social media, being like carrying this, carrying that. It's because y'all care more about these fucking dogs than you think of care about the other people around you. It's crazy. You can't so, here, so here's a question. Here's a question. Well, were they young women or were these older women pushing these uh, dogs? I would say mid-30s. Mid -30s. Okay, mid no excuse. No excuse. Exactly. Because yeah, because I think of like older. an older woman, yes. like maybe like maybe that's an old maybe it's an older dog. You know the dog can't walk them up, but they still want to give yeah. them the, you know yeah. a little bit of air. Or maybe oh, they're yeah. an older woman and they and they and they can't you know deal with the dog tugging or something like that. I can understand that. But if you are able-bodied woman <laughs> pushing mm -hmm. that dog in a stroller, hey, time to just just get knocked up already. <laughs> you want a baby? Have the baby, damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I think the dog would still get treated better than the baby. Mm. The, these women the, were very attentive to their, uh, their puppies and shit. But I've seen many a white woman as the baby's just wailing or being like, doo, 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 doo. the mom's just on Instagram like, ooh, let me purse my lips. Mm. Mm. Priority. Well, you know, let's not uh, sit here and uh, lament these mothers because the hell of a job. <laughs> and believe me, I've been out there with fucking crying babies and just like, well, you know, nigga, you gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like I, I I keep thinking about like all the positive things that are gonna come with fatherhood and not the like 
things that just annoy me now, <laughs> like a baby screaming. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, like, yeah, bro, <laughs> yeah, bro. You 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 don't realize it's just like, oh, this is how I react when I'm on lack of sleep, and I don't want to be on a lack of sleep. Not because you did something fun, you know what I'm saying? You didn't go out. You just on lack of sleep because somebody been crying all night. Yeah. Ain't fun, baby. I got that. Uh, but I'm gonna give this a large. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the only reason why it's not getting an XL is because I do think you have to see it multiple times, and that that really shouldn't be held against this movie. But I, I definitely feel like I got to see this at least three more times for me to fully kind of understand what they were going for, what some of the symbolism really means. Um, but nonetheless, like the performances were fantastic. I think uh, all three of the family, uh, you know, uh, actors that portrayed them, they should all get lots and lots of accolades in award season. Um, visually, visual effects. I mean, that's going to be a slap in the face to people that have been doing this shit for a long time. But they definitely should be nominated for visual effects, if not win them. And then, you know, there's going to be some saltiness if that happens. But, uh, yeah, I think the Daniels did their thing. I am incredibly excited to see what they do next. And I'm also kind of excited to see Swiss Army Man, see what they what they start off with and uh, how that shows their growth from that movie to this. Justin, what's your rating? Uh, I'm going to give it a large as well. Uh, for one, I love Michelle Yeoh. I, you know, I, th- I yeah. think I- I've always been a fan of hers. I think she I think she's uh, great. Um I guess the only thing I could put down on this movie is like sometimes it it felt a little bit overwhelming because there was so much happening and yeah. it was happening all at once. Um, you know, no pun intended. Uh, but like it, like I said, it was a wild ride, but it was a fun ride as well. You know, and you know, if you had an opportunity to see this in a theater, you know, I think that's really the way to watch it. But like, you know, if you do have like a, you know, a big screen, you know, 77 inches I have in my uh, living room, uh, this is you, you, you want to enjoy this thing. It, it's it's such like. It's it's a captivating piece of art. Yeah, definitely. It is. It is. And uh, everyone brought their A game. And like I said, you they had to have a lot of trust in the Daniels in order to commit to some of the craziness that we saw in that movie. Mm. You know, it's. it's and I get it. Like, I, I can't imagine that's easy for, like, veteran actors like Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis to hear these two young guys tell their vision. And, like, maybe, like, you know, they send them, you know, turn down for what? The music video. And you're still like, you know what? Let's fucking play. Let's see what this 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 brings. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, I think it's more of the fact is like, there's so many um, uh, points in, in history, you know, of film where somebody was given a vision and they're just like, that sounds terrible. I mm-hmm. mean, Eddie Murphy, who framed Roger Rabbit, Will Smith with the Matrix. It, you know what I'm saying? So it's more than likely <clears throat> that you're going to hear something and it sounds a little it sounds a little crazy and it's just trash. And for mm-hmm. them to sign up for this and then it actually come out, you know, you know, as superb as what we got is a testament to the directors doing such a good job uh, with it and also the actors really buying in and and bringing their vision to light. Well, there you have it, everybody. Finally, you got our full review on everything, everywhere, all once. Uh, Tatiana and I briefly talked about it during our South by Southwest review um, earlier this year, but, you know, we finally knocked it out. It's been on uh, a list for a while per uh, the request from listeners and stuff, so... There you have it. Y'all can follow me at American Collins, AmericanCollins.com. You can follow the show at Medium P Podcast on all social media platforms. Be sure to go over to our YouTube page, subscribe, so you get alerted about future interviews and reviews, because you can also see the visuals. Me and Justin recording this stuff. You know, he mentioned that I look like I'm in uh, hell right now because of the lighting, and I, I feel like I am. So there's a heat wave in L.A. It is not fun to be outside. So there I am. And Justin, if you want to follow you and support the show financially, what can they do? Now that Brandon's done rambling, uh, guys, you can follow me at uh, jbrownden on Twitter and Instagram. And also you can support the show uh, with uh, patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We got $2, $5, $10, $15 packages on there. Uh, so many bonus episodes. Our backlogs are there. And we have the uh, bonus shows uh, on there as well. So if you really love the podcast, that's where you need to go. 
to support this and make it so we can make this even better than it already is. And you can also grab yourself some merch at tpublic.com slash medium popcorn. And guys, remember, we have switched over to Podbean. So therefore, you guys need to do nothing other than go on Podbean <laughs> and tell them and, 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 and tell them medium popcorn is the best. Pushing the number one. <laughs> I don't know, guys. We just yeah. You, you leave just us some co- that, comments. Leave you looked at a detour there. I know. I, <laughs> leave us some comments. It was a wrong turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh shit. But yeah, I mean, yo, real quick, if I wanted to rant, I would talk to y'all about my recent foray into astrology. Okay, I'm sparing y'all from the stuff that's been on my mind lately. All right, everybody. Talk to you soon. Peace. What? Medium popcorn. We are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins. That's me. And Justin Brown for your movie. Popcorn. You haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or you're